Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Today we're talking with Brad Langeel. He's the CEO of Go Gold Resources. We talked to him about taking advantage of mining cycles and just how quickly he worked out what the lost recost asset was and precisely what they're going to do about it. Needless to say, he's quite excited. We also ask him what he's doing about the retail investment market and also what his deliverables are for the end of the year. Let's find out. Hi, Brad. How are you? Good. Great. Fantastic. Great. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Now, we spoke back in April. Uh, you gave us an introduction to the company then. Uh, it was a new story to us. Love to get a catch up, uh, have, a, sorry, have a catch up with you now about how things have moved since then. So why don't you kick off, give people who haven't heard the story before, one minute summary. Okay. Um, well, uh, Go Gold is a Mexico-centered company. Um, it's really all about the team. Uh, the main um, uh, team players here uh, for me have been with me most of them a uh, decade, decade and a half. Uh, 22 years in Mexico building mines. Um, three mines built, uh, plus one that we took over and, and majorly uh, uh, increased, uh, doubled the production. Uh, so we have a lot of experience in open pit mining, underground mining, uh, a, lot of, a lot of experience with the team in uh, finding and developing assets. Recently, we've sold uh, one of our assets to Nico Eagle for 90, $95 million US uh, in three years, a great uh, gain for us. Um, and currently, we're, uh, we have one operating mine the, for our tailings retreatment, and we have uh, exploration development asset, which is uh, our Los Ricos asset. Right. Well, why don't you tell us about Los Ricos? Because what I'd like to get into is trying to understand your your thinking um, around, you know, timing the cycle and you know timing the exit bit. Right. So tell people a bit about Los Ricos because you, I mean, you're quite passionate about it. Last time we spoke. Yeah, um, Los Ricos, um, in my mind and my experience in Mexico, uh, my 27 years in the mining business, is really, I believe one of, if not the best, uh, undeveloped asset in uh, Mexico. It's, it's at the uh, drill stage, but, and I'll touch on this in a moment, um, it's exploration drilling, but in a sense, it's brownfields drilling. Mm -hmm. And why I call it brownfields drilling, even though we went in there and we inherited 65 legacy holes, is that we, um, we've drawn a lot of history here. And the asset has um, a tremendous history, first by the Spanish, found it back in the 1500s. Um, and they did a bit with it, but not major, it wasn't on a major mine. Mm -hmm. It was an industrial family from uh, the US uh, called the Daly family, uh, Marcus Daly um, and Marcus Daly Jr. Marcus Daly Sr. was the founder of Anaconda, a very, very famous um, uh, US copper producer. Uh, that was, and he was one of the copper barons. Well, his son and his brother-in-law went to Mexico in 1908. And because of his connection, the brother-in-law, he was an ambassador for the U.S., an ambassador to Germany in, in uh, 1917, not a very good time to be an ambassador to Germany, of course, World War I, but he also had very tight relations with the federal Mexican government. They were in a civil war uh, in, from 1910 on. Um, and he was able to get this asset from his connections. So they went in there in 1908, they developed a mine and the mine till 1929, the mine over a million ounces. 
and in an underground mine, um, very, very high grades. Uh, what they left behind was a 25 meter wide ore zone and they took two to four meters of it out. So that's what we're after. And that's what we're uh, developing to a bulk mineable um, open pit. Um, why I say it's brownfields is because history is critical in this. Um, history being that, um, you know, we have uh, a gentleman in our uh, company, um, uh, David Duncan. He's our man, uh, manager of exploration. And he's a real history buff. So when he heard the Marcus Daly family, he went back into the history and he couldn't find anything in Anaconda and he couldn't find anything in Marcus Daly Jr. But then he researched the, um, the brother-in-law was an ambassador, uh, U.S. ambassador. And there was a whole archive up in Missoula, Montana. And I'm, I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's very, very important to the story. Because in that archive, what we found were records that had not been open for over 70, 80 years. And they are the monthly records of this mine from 1908 to 1929. That includes all the surveyed assays, over 12,000 in the mine, um, what they took out, what they left. And really, that's why I call it brown fields. What we're doing right now is grid drilling that first zone. That's about a kilometer long, about 25 meters wide, and goes down uh, about uh, 900 meters. So that's our drilling. We pretty much know where to drill mm. in the main zone, and it's just a definition. It's uh, it really is an, a unique um, situation, one that I haven't had before. What's the scale of this project? Do you think for you, what was it? Was it going to be? Yeah, I, I think this is uh, in my mind and what we know. Uh, what we know from this historical data, plus 65 more recent drill holes and 30 holes that we've drilled. We know, we know we're onto something that we think is big. It can be world-class. We think it's a multi-million ounce. Right. I, I, I feel comfortable saying that. I mean, we were um, working towards um, that 43-101 study, but it's, it's, we've had a lot of experience <clears throat> um, developing deposits, mining deposits, and, and, you know, you, I, I know of other deposits in Mexico that are multi-million ounce, but, you know, they don't have the grade. What we see here is grade. Um, we see real good grade, and it's being demonstrated from our drill holes um, that this has a, a tenor of grade that I think will put it into that top 5 or 10% of deposits. And always, in my experience, grade is king. Um, you know, there's an expression in the mining industry, grade will, uh, will cover a multitude of sins. So that's what we have. You, you may look at some M&A uh, around similar type projects just for, just for cash or cash flow, but the real focus has got to you know, remain as Los Ricos because of the sheer scale of this. Is that, that's still the thinking. That, that's correct. And in, in, right. in, in, in my experience, my opinion, um, I think the real value that's created in the mining industry is from kind of the discovery and here we've almost, we've gone beyond discovery we our first zone we know that we have um uh we, we there, there was a mine there we're drilling off that halo but from discovery to building and to producing i mean that discovery to development to the point of producing that's that's where most of the value 
that's where most of the value for the investors made. And then, and then there's the production, and uh, obviously in the production phase, there's a lot more value made, and it, and, and on the execution. Right. But here we're in a here we're in a phase where we're going from uh, real discovery right up to. Uh, tell, so tell me this, um, Brad. You know, when we spoke, shares were at 34 cents. They're now at 42, almost at the, at the year high for you guys. You, have you been getting quite good traction, quite good reaction in the marketplace? I know you guys are big shareholders, I think insiders and yourself, you have 40% of the stock. You've got some nice institutional and you know, a bit of retail following you. So what are what are they saying to you? I mean, are they saying, you know, just, you know what you're doing, crack on, or are they, have they got expectations of you? Um, I, I think a lot of, uh, especially institutional shareholders, uh, you know, they're people that have been with us for, uh, in following our our companies for many years, from Gammon, Mexgold, Nayarit, to uh, Gogold. And um, they know what to expect. I mean, we're, uh, we're real developers. Um, we do build mines. And, and I, I know, and I think our shareholders know, that ultimately the real value is in having real assets and, and bringing those assets along uh, to the point where either they become mines or you're bought out by somebody else. And it's the same roadmap. So those investors are really, they're quite supportive and they're saying, do what you've done before. And uh, that's what we're doing. But you, what, you, what you did before, I, I quite like some of the structures that you have uh, created previously with Santa Protutis, for instance, you know, you, that, that was quite exciting. And you, you've got a track record of being quite creative with the way that you exit. Here, you're seeing a big project. You've got the capability, and we talked previously, you know, if you, you, you've got to be prepared to build it out. But have you got a better sense for now from when we last talk, talked about what it is that you have here and what you might do in terms of that exit? You just need to obviously drill a bunch more holes. But have you? got a sense of what the strategy could be don't have to tell me what it is but yeah um you know from um doing several of these we know that there's there's a checklist for everybody whether it's a major mining company or mid-tier there's a checklist and they look at a project and they look at um, you know geologically grade um you know bulk mineable open pit underground um there's a big technical checklist and um and, and we go through that checklist and we know that to de-risk a project, we know the steps that you have to take to tick the boxes. And, and ultimately, and I mentioned it before, it's the ch same checklist that we use that we're following that road to building a project. So sometimes people will say to me, and they said a lot over the last 27 years, well, what's your, what's your plan? You, you're, you want to sell to a major or you're going to build this? And I say, well, it's, it's the same plan because the major has the same checklist and no, they just want to see how many check marks you have. No, so what it. are we going to do? We're going to check the boxes and we'll, we'll see what happens. I guess, I guess the question I'm asking is, and I'm sort of intrigued how management think is, it's kind of like management consultancy, which I've done. You, you pretty much work out the answer real quick. It's just how you then kind of part out that report. You know, how quickly do management in mining work out what it is that they've got and have a sort of sense of where they need to go not just the the, the checklist which i guess everyone has but you you at what point do you work it work out what this could be for you 
and say, well, we're, we're going to maybe just navigate that path slightly differently because I think I know where this goes. How early on do you uh, come up with that? A while ago on this one. Right. This one is a very, very unique situation. One that I have um, not had in my career before. There is enough historical data here and we have a, a strong team that when we look at this, we take that historical data and we model it. We, internally, we already have a number. Right. And, and now we're, and that's, for us, we look at that and that's a very good number. And like I said, grade is king. Um, so we've built enough mines and we've developed enough mines. We know we have one of the top percentile projects right now. Now, we have a process we have to go through so that we can display what we have yeah. to the, the investment community and the, you know, the regulatory community. I mean, there's a, there's a process we can, just because from my experience, I see that we have something that is superior. And I think maybe one of the, the best, one of the best or the best I've had in my career, um, we're now going through that process so that we can display it to the world. That, that, and that, and, and that, the gold show, for example, will be very important there. We're preparing a lot for that gold show and in big institutional show um, that's in uh, September. And we want to roll this thing out. Right. That, that's that's where I was getting to, um, Brad, because it's it, it's just it's fascinating to me that, you know, some companies can go through this process. You're still a small company, right? You're sort of like 70, mar 70 mil market cap. And, you know, probably some of that's due to the gold price going up since we last spoke. And some of it's due to your storytelling. Um, who knows what that split is? But it, it's a case of some companies will go through a journey two, three years without actually knowing where they're going to end up or you know, working to a plan which says we know what we've got, we know what we've got to do here sp specifically, and we know what the what the end point is. So everyone's working towards the same plan, and I, you know, that's what intrigues me about you guys. We've we've been here before, and yes, our market cap's only seventy million Canadian right now. Um, since the first of the year, we've moved from we've doubled our market cap, and uh, we've doubled our market cap because. Um, at the first of the year, we had sold our development asset uh, to Agnico. We, we had bought it for nine million. We sold it for ninety-five million in three years. So we're very happy with that. Yeah. And at that point, we had forty-six million U.S. in debt because we have an operating mine, and that's what it costs to develop that and build it. Um, so now we have no debt. We have a strong balance sheet, and we're on to one of the best uh, assets I think I've had in my career. Uh, and and we also have. We have a lot of experience in developing these. So, and like I mentioned, this is a unique situation, unique situation. And we're talking about one kilometer that we're drilling off in this zone right now. What's the well, it's about 3.2. We, we've um, we have a, another area called Sierra Colorado where we kind of more, that's your traditional kind of drilling over there, your kind of discovery drilling. Mm. And in one kilometer of this, I would call it brownfields delineation drilling on something because of this massive data that we discovered, we already basically know what's there and now we're grid drilling it off. So this is such a unique situation. Um, I can see the value that can create 70 million today. I've been here before with, with Gammon, we were at 70 million and we went into Ocampo and we were in the same kind of market. 
you know, at the bottom of the market, just turning. And, you know, we, uh, seven years later, we were at 2.1 billion. So we have a great opportunity here. Yeah. Um, and a great team. Yeah, you, you, you do. Like, I, like I, I buy the track record, I buy, I buy the team, you know, cash generative, you know, we, we get, getting to that point, Los Ricos is a massive opportunity. I think what you just said about timing it is, is really, really fascinating because, you know, we talked previously about where you thought you were in the marketplace or where the market was. Your share price has doubled since the beginning of the year. I guess you're gonna tell me it's got a long ways to go. Um, you, you know, you, you're good for cash for now, are you? Uh, we're, we're very good for cash. We're not going up to right. raise cash. Um, we're uh, really, uh, you know, we are in a cyclic business. Timing's important. Yeah. Um, I always go with what, I, um, what I've said for years. Our timing's perfect. If you're there all the time, eventually it will be perfect. Right, but okay, we, good. We're mining guys. We have to go with the down cycle. We have to go with the up cycle. Right now, I think we're coming out of the down cycle. And I think we're beautifully positioned with one of the best assets I've had in my career to ride into that up cycle, which I believe is going to come in the next 12 to 18 months. We're going to be solid into the up cycle. Um, this asset will have superior grade and uh, bulk mining and it, it's really going to be one of the assets out there um but uh yeah we couldn't be in a better place and we're not uh, we're not on our our knees we have a we have a strong balance sheet we have an operating mine that operating mine is is doing great right now we just put out a press release a couple of days ago yeah, we're so, at uh yeah. best production that we've had uh in the mine's history that's great news okay so so let's talk about you know the other things that you need to do you, you like I say, great technical team. You've you've got access to a couple of markets. You know how to run mining. What are you doing in terms of talking to the marketplace? You've got Denver coming up for institutional guys, but what are you doing for the retail market? How are you getting out there and telling the story to them? Well, my, myself and uh, Steve Lowe, our uh, 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 our VP of uh, uh, corporate development and uh, does all of our IR. We've done a lot of, um, we do a lot of roadshows ourselves. We just put them together and talk to people that we know because over the last uh, 20 years, we've raised over a billion bucks of equity. So we know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But uh, Beaver Creek, Denver Gold Show, we were over in London recently at the one-to-one uh, -one conference. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're going out there and getting our story done. We're working on, um, with some software right now that's called Verify, uh, which is a good visualization of what we're doing. You know, the, not the struggle for me, but what we try to achieve, and, and Steve is inter, instrumental in this, is um, trying, I, I see it right now. I see what we have, and I'm very, very excited about it. I know we're going to create great value here. Mm -hmm. But what I see, I'm trying to get what I see visualized so I can show our institutional and retail investors, try to get across the point what I see. And I think the Verify is going to help with that. Yeah, I think Verify is a very good tool. Uh, like it, and you know, a lot of people are starting to use it. It's, it's as you say, it helps people visualize what's there under the ground. But what are you doing to talk to retail? Because obviously, one to one has a bit of retail in London. I don't know what it's like in New York. I think it's early days there. Um, but how are you telling the story to that audience, which is going to affect your liquidity? Because the institutions that they come in, big money, they sit on it, right? Because they they see this. 
But the retail's got to drive the liquidity here and a bit more volume too, and that's what's going to drive the share price up. You've seen that work with companies like, you know, well, RNC is one that springs to mind. But, um, you know, what are you going to do similar to those sorts of companies? Yeah, we're, we're going to, and, and Steve is really the driver of this, but we're, we're going to push a lot more of, uh, a lot more media, um, a lot more, uh, you know, uh, the newsletter writers obviously are, as far as they tie into retail, it's important uh, that we get the newsletter writers. I, I'm, a, I'm a big institutional guy. I've raised a lot of money institutionally. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I have a strong team behind me, not just on the technical side, uh, guys like Steve who are, are very good at, um, you know, uh, newsletter writers uh, driving some of the um, uh, social media even on, uh, on the uh, retail side. Um, you know, see if we can do some uh, improvement in our U.S. Um, uh, trading as far as, you know, if uh, U.S., US uh, not say listing, but um, we're on the, you know, the, the pink sheets, which we never, we want to be on something a little bit, um, uh, better received in the U.S. Um, okay. And I'm not we're getting a, a full listing in the U.S. right now, but uh, we want to make it easier for our U.S. Um, clients or customers or investors, sorry, to uh, trade in the U.S. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're driving a lot of those points and we're in the development stage of that program right now. The summertime is, is not a great time for you know, a lot of marketing, but we're, we're doing as much as we can. And into the fall, we plan on, on pushing a big program of, um, uh, you know, that the investor, the retail investor can identify, can, can see, get visibility with okay. the retail investor. Okay, well, well, we'll look out for that. So what are the things, what are the actual deliverables? Just a summary of the deliverables that we should be looking out for between now and the end of the year. Um, so as, as far as uh, the operating line, um, what we have been delivering, which is uh, better and better quarters. Mm. Um, it's it's a heat leach. So all heat leaches in Mexico are seasonally affected by uh, the monsoon season, yeah. which started at the end of June and goes until about the 15th of May, uh, September. Um, I'll tell you, though, we're in the monsoon and the mine is doing great. Like it's we're really we've had five years of experience now and with that mine and we've our operating procedures it's doing it's doing really really well uh, right, right now. So not much of a hurdle there. Um, the SART plant at the operating mine, mm -hmm. that is the plant that will extract a whole bunch of copper that we have in our system mm -hmm. and give us back a whole bunch of cyanide. So there's really a, it's a, not an accounting inventory, but there's a big inventory over there of cyanide and copper when we turn that SART on, and that'll be ready. We we've said by the first of January. And, and when that turns on, it will pay back in six months. On Los Ricos, um, we're drilling hole number 31 right now. We have two, two drill rigs going. We're, we're doing that um, brownfields drilling, mm -hmm. and we're going to step out a little bit too and throw in a few holes there that are more discovery holes as well. And we'll be talking about some of those. We think there's potential that we're on to maybe another ore shoot, which hadn't been developed in the past. Um, so we're looking at the first quarter of 2020 mm -hmm. to publish a resource. Um, okay. We're leaning a lot on this data that we've acquired. And a lot of that data is not just um, sampling data. This was an operating mine from 1908 to 29. 
there's a ton of metallurgical data. And those that's one of the boxes you want to tick. I mean, you can have a great grade, and if you can't recover it, yeah. it's waste. Yeah. So we've got a lot of um, heads, we got a lot of information on that as well. So we're gonna come out with a lot of comments as we compile this, and then we say, okay, this is what the metallurgy shows. Now we'll do testing to uh, demonstrate that. But we already know the answer. I couldn't, I can't say that enough. Where we're drilling right now, we basically know the answer before we're asking the question. Well, that, so, that's that's my sense of, of this. You know, when we spoke before, as my sense, sense of the conversation from earlier, it feels like you know what you're doing. It's just you've got to go through a process which is understood to be able to go, I told you so. That's yeah, what it feels that, like to me. That's that's where we are. Brilliant. That's, that's where we are. We're leaning a lot of history. We're leaning a lot in history on this project, and and I think that's the scene, the uh, theme, the wall behind me today. It's a, I'm in the lodge, a very historical lodge. So uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on vacation today. I'm off to the mine on Sunday, but uh, beautiful. It's uh, history has a lot to do with what we're doing right now. Well, it, we're it, it, it's 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 historical data. You know, some people lean on history, others uh, lean on historical data to inform. The future. This is so, data. This is historical yeah, data. No. Solid data, which was done very well. Beautiful yeah. and well and well found. Um, Brad, I think that's a fantastic update. Um, I really appreciate it. You've got to keep us up to date, uh, especially around September time when you're coming back out to market. Um, I think a lot of our investors have been chasing us for information about you. Um, so it's you know, been great to have you on today. But you know, keep keep that information coming. Well, well, we'll be doing that. We're very excited about the fall. You know, the summer, we're in a little bit of the summer doldrums. It's very quiet, but yeah. we're getting our ducks in a row. And Beautiful. the fall is going to be very exciting. Beautiful. It's very exciting. I think your share price has reflected that. Um, I, you know, let's see if that, you can keep that going. Love it. You bet. We will. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.